Hello, you are listening to the Omnitalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, SPS Commerce, and Sezzle. All right, let's roll on to headline number five. Mercedes-Benz car and sport utility vehicle owners are now able to use ChatGPT artificial intelligence in their vehicles. According to Newsweek, the company began installing the technology in 900,000 cars this past Friday. The AI used in Mercedes vehicles is verbally triggered by uttering a hey Mercedes, hey Mercedes. Verbal, verbal command and is built off of Microsoft's Azure OpenAI service. Chad... Commerce from the car. Hey, Mercedes. Hey, girl. Hey, Mercedes. Can you find me some eggs? Are you in or out? Oh, well, you know, thank goodness. I was <laughs> wondering when I was going to be able to um, draft a cover letter for a job application or create a marketing campaign or write a lovely ballad for my wife about butterflies and rainbows from the comforts of my Mercedes driver's seat. Yeah. You, whatever uh, you want to talk about on that hour and a half drive back from O'Hare to your house, Chad, you that's <laughs> that you keep that to you and Mercedes. That's but that's a bond that cannot be broken. We have we've gotten there. Um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to hold my my horse powered horses on this one. Uh, call me jaded from from past experience. So so I used to work for a company called uh, Chamberlain Group, which was um leading manufacturer of garage door openers. And we had a smart garage control technology called MyQ. Uh, and, and so we explored this automotive connectivity space pretty intently. Now, I'll admit that ChatGPT runs circles around Alexa in terms of its AI sophistication mm -hmm. and capabilities. Full stop. Got it. Mm -hmm. But you know what the number one consumer use case for having voice controls in the car was? like being able to check on and control your garage door, right? right? Like something very functional, like couldn't actually develop meaningful Alexa use cases outside of that, that, that made any sense. And as a result, I've not had, you know, deep penetration. Um, so, you know, maybe I'm just the old stodgy guy who worked on this stuff five, six years ago and, you know, therefore makes me completely antiquated in this technology, but I can't wrap my head around the real use cases for chat GPT in a driving environment that hmm. voice activation on your phone can't solve. Um, right. But I'm interested whether, you know, I'm completely missing the boat on this and guys and, and whether you, uh, whether you're all geeked up on it, is this headline of the year for you, Chris, you know, number 12. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Well, <laughs> subtle dig there, Chad. Yes. I like it. That's an interesting point though. Like, you know, is this just voice commerce or voice, you know, activation under a different guise? You know, that's a really interesting question that you're raising. Yeah. Or were you just too early ahead of your time with my Q chat and, and the resources that were available to you at that time? But uh, Dave, are, are you in agreement? Where do you sit on this? Yes. First of all, I have my Q and it's fantastic. So well done, Chad. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I just don't I just don't get it. Like, I think it's it could be a cool marketing ploy and play. Where it's like we are moving forward, we're innovative, we're always thinking about the future. And I think that is unique, but I have so many gadgets and gizmos in my car and I don't use any of them. I just want CarPlay, I want my music, I put in Google Maps and I drive. Um, and so the last thing I'm using or wanting to do is having these really intense conversations with myself, with ChatGPT um, in the car. 
Uh, and even so, let's say I have it, what would I use it for? Like, is there going to be a printer in the car that I could then print out the answer or can I email the answer to myself? So um, I think conceptually it's cool where Mercedes is trying to be really innovative. Uh, but, you know, until they put the printer in the car too, I'm not sure how I'm going to. I think, really I think you lost the audience at printer. I thought I was, the old, yeah, I was yeah, I thought say, I was like, the old guy. You're talking about needing yikes. to print it out. And turn. <laughs> yes. Whoa. I don't know. I said email. I said email also. Uh, Google Chicken just... Dave, we are moving on from you. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Chris, how do you feel? Is this a don't knock it till you try it situation? Or do you think, are you, do you agree with Chad and Dave? I think inherently I do. And the point that it, that's bring up in my head is like, is commerce inherently a visual experience to some degree, right? Like, you know, the Alexa analogy is really good that Chad brought up. I think like, you know, the only thing I could consume on voice commerce with Alexa was Starbucks. Cause it's something I knew I was getting over and over again. So I think in that regard, when you think about like, I'm in my car, I'm stopping by the grocery store. I want the things that I know I want. Yeah. Okay, great. But then how much of an aspect is there, you know, and yeah, I can make the use case of like, okay, I'm at the grocery store. I want these items, get them ready for me. Do you have flowers? Pick up some chrysanthemums for my wife, you know, whatever it is, you know, I could make that use case, but am I doing it in the car or am I, is that the best place to do that, to have that conversation or am I facilitating that conversation could still be through voice, but is it through another mechanism like my phone or a, a computer to make that happen. I don't know. The other funny part about this, and is like, we were joking, like it's going to be like AI story of the week here now. I mean, yeah, that's just sure. how crazy this is getting because there are commerce angles here, but right. It's like, what's the right platform for this? And that's why I'm wondering, like, I've never thought about that before. Like how visual is our, how visual are we as consumers to be able to need to see things and interact with them as we're doing this new type of search, which is a question that I don't have the answer to. Yeah. I don't think any of us can really talk about this because we aren't doing it yet. I think we are not shopping in this way. We have not engaged with chat GPT in the, in the way that I think we will be as this technology becomes more pervasive in our day-to-day -day lives. I'm giving you the, the multitasking mom perspective here from the Mercedes that I don't Fair. have, but if I did, I think like when I'm driving to and from sporting events and I have an hour here and there and I'm like, I need to get kids food for dinner before we get to this practice and I'm going to that field next. And then I got to figure this out. What, you know, gluten-free choices are available for me in this area? Can you map out my route for tonight so that I can make sure that I'm getting people to the right spots at the right time and, you know, picking up groceries if I want to on the way home. I think the idea that we can really have a conversation with this back and forth has never existed before. So until we start to have those experiences, I don't know that we can say like, this is a success or failure. I think we really need to give it some time because to me, this, this will redefine the, the, give me the play on words here, the shopper journey that we're going to be going on, whether we're in the car, we're at home, we're at work and we're, we're, we're changing the way that we interact. I do think there's some visual components to it, but if I'm able to get some things done and we think about chat GPT as more of an assistant instead of like a direct, like placing an order on a, on a retailer's website, I think that's where this starts to get really interesting and brings up an entirely new way of shopping. Hmm. Oh man, I have so many thoughts, but I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to give the, the final word here to the A&M folks. What do you guys think? Chad, you're smiling. Uh, I mean, I, in the end, I, I 
I agree with Anne, right? I, I can, yeah. I can be snarky and upfront and, and, you know, and, and kind of say, Hey, I don't see it, but, but I, I agree. Like, I, I think the the use cases and the utility of it is, is still continuing to manifest and get, get explored every, every time I, Chris, you know, you said, Hey, we're going to see the AI topic of the week. Like, yeah. Is like that going to be this year's like where we saw like the uber fast delivery agent of the week, you know, pop up right. every, you know, every time over the last two weeks. You know, yeah. We're going to see more and more of this coming to fruition. I think it is a, uh, it, it is a full uh, steam and freight train of, uh, of opportunity in terms of what it can become. And so, um, you know, I guess we'll, uh, I guess we'll see over time. Dave, any final words? Uh, Anne is making me a believer. Um, wow. And so I knew, the use I, knew cases, I loved you double chicken. I knew it's, I the use cases are more about questions, uh, not questions in to make life easier for business cases, so on and so forth. And so really leveraging it in your day to day, I think is still unknown. Um, and so whether that is, this is the type of food that I'm interested in, where like, what should I find that's local or give me a route that's more scenic. I think like, I, I didn't even think about that. Like where I'm in a new area, give me a cool route that, that takes me around the city. Something like that. So I think as time goes on and we potentially use it and it gets democratized, we'll have a better understanding of of does it make sense and then how it integrates into our lives. I, I, I hope it's I hope it's more than that. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you can have a conversation about the meaning of life chat. I mean, this is this is something that we we just have no concept of the possibility. I agree with that.